Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Oh, I'm going to a city. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News Radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. And we are having a great program for you today. We are having all the hosts from the Prophecy Zone radio network on Blog Talk Radio, Brenda Johnson, Christine Wick, and Phil Armstrong. So we are going to be talking about the end times and uh, what are the signs of the end times, how do they relate to the current events that are going on today. So that's going to be a great show. Also, um, our chat room is open today. If you would uh, like to stop by in the chat room, and uh, I will will not be taking any calls today because we are having uh, three guests, so uh, we won't have time for calls. But if you would like, please go to the chat room, and uh, I'll be monitoring the chat room. So if you have any questions, I'll be there. Uh, we uh, I want to uh, read a scripture for you. It's First Peter. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And uh, we see so many wars and rumors of wars and uh, crazy weather conditions and uh, so many insane things even going on in the uh, church or the so-called church, false apostles, false prophets, false teachers, this uh, antichrist spirit that uh, has taken over, for the most part, uh, of what we once knew as uh, Christian television, Christian radio, and uh, it's, it's quite shocking, but Jesus said that in the end these things would happen. And uh, I'm going to read another scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 11. But what I do, that will I do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. So uh, don't be surprised if you uh, continue to see apostasy and uh, falling away from the church and uh, 
the rise of a false religious system and the rise of the Antichrist. So I um, I have uh, one guest on, and I just lost my other guest, but I'm going to bring my guest on. Hello? Yes, I am here. How are you? Oh, hi, Christine. Yes, I think uh, Brenda was on the line, but I lost her. <laughs> okay. So I'll just wait for her to come back. But how are you? How does your I garden grow? <laughs> Pardon? How is your garden growing? It is good. It's a little bit dry out here, but we've got some sprinklers on. But, no, they're, uh, it's starting to look beautiful. Between now and uh, October, the garden's kind of uh, just become just, a bloom of color. Yeah, uh, Northern it's Michigan They're, climate up here. I mean, we've got <laughs> as long as we can keep it wet, the cooler temperatures. They love it. So. Yeah, there is a God. There is a God. So, uh, what um, what is uh, the uh, hot topic of news that you would like to share with us today? Actually, it falls right in line with that comment you just made about the apostasy that we see coming in our churches. You just made that comment while I was on hold waiting for you to connect me up. Um, The big news, Jack Van Impe resigned from the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Um, uh, I don't know if he resigned, but they decided they were not going to air his show anymore. And he made a big fuss and stood firm. Um, They refused to air it because of his teaching against Islam. And it was amazing, um, the the fallout from this, that Jack Van Impey, all these years, good grief, he is such an icon in in, um, end times prophecies and always has been an icon. Whether or not you agree with him or not is not the point. But uh, Trinity Broadcast Network, which is TBN, has moving more and more towards a doctrine that goes against the Word of God. And this doctrine that is starting to take hold, and in fact, some of the churches are already starting to take it on. It's called Chrislam. Have you heard about this, Susan? Yes, I, I've heard about it. I don't uh, know exactly what it is. What it is, it's the combination of Christianity and Islam. So it's called Islam, uh-huh. and what it is, it's it's a tolerance of Islam. It's wow. allowing the the Muslim clerics or or imams to come into Christian churches and and preach their gospel, if you call it a gospel, uh, yeah. preach their their false religion of Islam yes. inside the Christian churches. Wow. So I'll guarantee you, are we allowed to go into the mosque and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? No way. Oh, no, we can't do that. But no, they're that allowing If you preach in their country, tolerance. they'll arrest you or kill you or something. Exactly. They can build their mosques over here, three miles from ground zero, but we cannot build a church in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's so one-sided, it's unbelievable. But they are allowing these Muslim clerics to come into Christian churches and it's usually these big mega churches because they want more money and uh, they're allowing these muslim clerics to come in and do their thing as long as they don't get too offensive um, they're just allowed to preach the fact that the muslim religion is peaceful and that they're a good group of people oh yeah 
Um, it's it's all these lies that they spew out. Oh yeah, that's a lie. I mean, there's to a Santa Claus too. If you want to believe that, <laughs> that we can all live in harmony, that oh. God tolerates and loves everybody. Um, oh yeah, well that's a popular, uh, a very popular teaching now, and uh, there's so many people actually that believe that, but they they do they they try to go undercover these ministers. It's like the scripture said, these ministers, they pretend to be ministers of righteousness, but they're actually sent from Satan. And yes. uh, there's there's a there's a big popularity of this teaching right now of there is no hell and everybody gets saved. Oh, there is no hell. It doesn't hell. matter what, who you, what you believe, that Jesus died for everybody. So whether you accept him or not, he accepts you, so everything's going to be fine. But I'm going to bring the rest of the crew on here. Hi there. Hey, how you doing? It's Phil. Now let me get uh, Brenda. Brenda. Yeah, I'm here as long as it let me. It lets me be here. I've been having issues already. Yeah, I know, but off. you're you're here now. I don't think it'll hang again. I'm... But okay. We're gonna believe that you're here to stay for the next hour and twenty minutes. But um, I was just talking to Christine about. Uh, this uh, whole situation uh, with the uh, false teachers and the apostasy, I asked her what was the main issue that she saw uh, recently uh, that uh, goes along with the end times and the end time church. And uh, it's this whole teaching of uh, bringing Islam into the churches, uh, trying to say that it's a peaceful religion, and uh, uh, Phil, what what um, would you like to bring in as far as what do you see as the main issue of the uh, of what's happening in the news in the past week or two that would pertain to the church? Yeah, I would like to respond to uh, Jack Ben MP right quick uh, when uh, Sister said uh, <laughs> that uh, Chris, Christianity and Islam were. Uh, we're trying to get that to join together, but Christian sounds like a bowl of cereal. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a bowl of cereal. It's a bowl of cereal, but it's not fit yeah. for eating. Yeah, it sounds like a bowl of cereal. Um, it, it to me, um, a lot of the things that are going on um, in these days, it seems to be the preachers, uh, not just. Uh, 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 Cuffle dollar, but the majority of these preachers uh, today it seems to be uh, selling out, and um, it just seems like they're extremely sold out a while back. So I had a, uh, a, a CD from uh, Hank Hennigram, Hennigram, uh, and it, it was I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but uh, it, it was called Christianity in Crisis, and yeah. this was this was way back a couple of years ago. And um, I haven't really been, I've been listening to you guys, but I haven't really been uh, having any, uh, uh, you know, updates on their um, doctrine. However, um, if you got worse than what they were doing a long time ago, then you're extremely bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, these, well, these it's, guys. It's, it's a lot worse than it was. Yeah, it's a lot worse than that it. book. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about Jack Van Impe is, is he seems to be exposing people. He's turning into exposure, and people don't like that. Um, Rob Bell, I mean, this guy is like R2-D2. I mean, he's 
I mean, this guy's way off base. I mean, a lot of these guys are way off base. And then somebody would say, well, they're your brothers and stuff. I mean, you know, are you really my, my, my brother or are you uh, a wolf sitting next to me ready to eat me up and gobble well, the congregation? Well, they're not your brother if they don't uh, confess Jesus Christ and if they don't believe the Bible as it what the Bible teaches, and that's not our brother. Hey, yeah. Susan, they, if people I can call a, themselves Christians. Yes? I got a comment on Rob Bell. Now, I don't know if anybody's familiar where he is from. I live 20 miles away from his church. Oh. Um, he's, he's a local person. I know him actually quite well. My parents went to his church. It's called uh-huh. Mars Hill. It's a, it's a mega oh, church. Oh, Mars Hill, yeah. Yep, it's, it's a mega church over here in southwest lower Michigan. And my parents left that church about five years ago because they said whenever he would preach, oh, I mean, he had like four services for each Sunday. He was packed. But the problem was he never get cracked open the Bible when he uh, when he did his sermons. Wow. My parents are kind of the old, you know, that, that old school of uh, philosophy, and they loved the upbeat music, and they loved the way people were carrying on in there. But whenever he would do the message, he would never preach directly from the Bible. Yeah. And they didn't like that. And to me, well, that yeah. <laughs> was a clue right there that the, we've yeah. got a false teacher in the making when they start going on their own doctrine. And his yeah. book is his own doctrine. It's that feel-good idea of there is no hell, there is no punishment, or it's really not all that bad, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I believe that it's a lot worse than we think it is because I don't, I don't, I don't believe these guys are uh, – just now sliding away. I think they've already done it a while back. For instance, oh, the, yeah. uh, Billy, the Billy Graham video, and, the, and I apologize for the people out there who love Billy Graham, but uh, the Billy Graham video uh, with him and Robert Schuler saying that there's a wideness, you know, anybody can get into heaven, there's a wideness. Yeah, they can you know. see that video, uh, Phil, isn't it on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. And you have it on. Do you have it on your website? The Billy Graham video of his, his comments to Robert Schuler. It's basically making a universalism, yeah. ultimate reconciliation statement. Yes, ma'am. And uh, that, that that to me, I, I believe the church has is, is, is been uh, in the decline a long time ago, um, since the eighties, probably even before that. Uh, it, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's not as if it's just declining now. These guys are, I mean, now these men may be getting sucked into the movements right now. Um, the, the younger pastors are being sucked into the movements now, and it appears that, you know, this, this is happening now. But a lot of the older pastors have already been sucked in, and they're continuing to be sucked in. Yeah. Now, uh, Brenda, I know you've done quite a, extensive study on uh, Rob Bell, and uh, yes. what would you have to say about this situation with Rob Bell? Well, Rob Bell, um, in his uh, book, The Velvet Elvis, actually has some parts that are true and some parts that are error. That makes it, you know, deception is just that, where there are parts that are true and parts that are untrue. Um, he does uh, use the same words that the evangelical church uses, but he defines them. And that's exactly what a cult does, is that they define the words in which he used. He believes 
that all is unified, all is one nature, and uh, God God is kind of partially um, involved in nature in a sense that uh, there is not that separation that we distinguish in the scriptures, that God is above and outside of his creation. He believes in resurrection, but not the resurrection that we know of. He believes the resurrection is uh, that the world is going to be renewed and reunited with that which we uh, once had uh, before Jesus comes. I agree with Christine Weick as, as he, she said he doesn't believe in a hell and he does not believe in a hell. He believes hell is on earth, just like a lot of the emerging church leaders believe, and they believe heaven is also on earth. Is how you make it. So yeah. he has a lot of lot of doctrines. Uh, now, do do any of yeah. you know uh, anything about the manifest sons of God doctrine? Does this pertain to Rob Bell and this whole emergent church movement? I'm not really familiar with the manifest no, sons I of God. No, I am not either. Okay, because no. I know that I, I hear some I people have to talking check about it out this. Now that you- now that you said it, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, check it out, Brenda. That would be great, yeah. Because yeah, it seems that I've, I've heard some of these people that uh, I know are definitely into this ultimate reconciliation and uh, universalism. And uh, I hear them talking about the manifest sons of God. So it, it kind of sounds like what they're saying about there is no hell and then we we, we go back to how it was uh, before Adam sinned, and then uh, we there is heaven is here. We we don't have to die to go there. I hear some people talking like that. We don't have to die to go to heaven. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. That doesn't sound right to me. Well, this is their take on on the fact that they say that Christians like you and me and all of us on this channel are saying that oh, we're going to go to heaven. You know, we're going to have blissful. Uh, re- time in a relationship with God when we go to heaven so we want to die so we can go to heaven. It doesn't we they're they're accusing us as as saying that we do not desire to change our lives here on this earth and have a relationship with God. It's a it's a false teaching, it's a false accusation and it's erroneous. It's horrible that they would say that about the church and that anyone would believe them. Now uh <laughs> Phil um or Christine made the comment about Chrislam, and she was saying that now they're inviting Muslims to come into churches to uh, say that uh, Islam is a peaceful religion. So uh, I, I know, Brenda, you've done also quite extensive research on Islam and uh, your radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio as the day approaches. You have many, many programs on the subject, but is Islam a peaceful religion, truly? Uh, according to Islam, uh, the first, um, how a um, man by the name of, well, I can't, he's the son of Hamas. He has a book called The Son of Hamas. Um, and then I just went blank on his name. Anyway, he's, he describes uh, Islam in an in a, a fascinating way in that it's like a, a rungs of a ladder and the first 
stage, the first rung, is what you see and what you consider the peaceful part of what they would consider of Islam. That is the number one rung where they want to go out and they want to, you know, maybe build schools and help the poor and do all that. That is the first rung. But their desire is to get to the top rung, which is the the fifth, uh, there's five rungs, and the, the top one is the fifth one, and the fifth one is jihad, which is not just a submission with eternal internal submission, but it is a jihad as in political military uh, subjection of all those who do not believe in Islam uh, and and that they will take it by conquering the land or ousting leaders or doing whatever they do. So ultimately, no, Muhammad was never, ever a peaceful kind of person, nor did he display that. And that's what they're going back to is the old Muhammad, what he did, what he said, uh, the the Quran. Like we as Christians are saying, well, let's get back to the early church. Islam today is actually going back to the um, the early times of Muhammad. And so those who are considered peaceful right now are actually those who have wandered from the Quran, and they're considered infidels in the eyes of many. But, yeah. So, uh, Phil, I, I I saw a headline this morning uh, with Gaddafi, and uh, he's uh, warning the United States. Um, what do you see the situation there with all the wars now that are going on in the Muslim countries? The, the United States is involved. I don't, what are we involved in, three or four wars now? And... Uh, why are they trying to take these leaders out? Well, uh, well, there was a meeting, uh, uh, if anybody out there is familiar with the Bilderberg Group, it's an organization that was created uh, about 50, 60 years ago, and these guys uh, have a meeting every year, and uh, a lot of the corporate um, powerhouses and the um, main executives of the world and the, mostly the rule makers of the world show up and there's no press. I mean, these guys are from high tech uh, companies, from automotive companies. These guys are Henry Kissinger, you know, the Princess Beatrice, uh, the Netherlands. Uh, I mean, these, power, these are powerful people who show up uh, at this group to set policy for the whole world for the next year. And the policy that they set this year was they want to expand the wars. Now, when we say expand the wars, um, uh, Jim Tucker is the one who has moles in these organizations. These moles are people who are like waiters. They're like um, hotel executives. They're like uh, even some of the people who are on the board. He won't say the name of the people. Uh, it's like a, about 100 uh, these powerful men and women who show up at this meeting, Juan Carlos to come, you know, these really famous people. And, uh, and the media, there's no media. There's no, there's no broadcast of, hey, these, this, this, this uh, organization is showing up in Switzerland and the, the most powerful men and women in the world, and there's no broadcast. There's no, there's no footage. There's no information on this organization. Now they're finally coming out of the woodwork saying we do exist because there was a denial that they exist. But anyway, to answer your question, <laughs> these guys want a broader war, which is war. They they want a uh, major war, 
uh, in the Middle East, which is World War Three. Now we know Albert Pike was a um, uh, uh, demonic uh, Satan worshiper back in the day, uh, by 1800s, and Albert Pike uh, uh, was uh, sort of like channeled in the uh, occult. And uh, yeah. this this individual worked for the government. I mean, he worked for insiders. Anyway, he had prophesied that there'd be three world wars, and he broke every single war down. World War One would be between the you know this this these individuals, and World War Two would be against these individuals. World War Three will be against these individuals. Uh, and in World War Three, he established the fact that they want to destroy both Christianity and. Uh, atheism and restore with a new religion. Now, what is that religion? Um, it, it looks like to me that somehow, somewhere, Islam will uh, surface as the uh, main religion because of what the Bible says about the Antichrist changing the times and the laws. Um, he shall be head. You know, they should be beheaded for the witness of Christ. These things point to the Antichrist. As, as the Assyrian, it, it points to him being as an Islamic figure. But anyway, let me let me answer the question, then I get out. Um, he they won a major war, so from all these conflicts, World War Three is their main objective for the for the near future. So these guys set the policy, and right right after the policy, like for instance, to 2003, they said that they. Everybody was saying that the war was going to start early, 2001. We're going to go after Iraq, 2001, or actually 2002. And then the people from um, Bilderberger came out of the meeting and said, no, it would be 2003. Uh, so that, that's exactly what happened. These men, these men make presidents. Anytime someone show up at this meeting, like Bill Clinton uh, or Obama, last year Obama and Hillary Clinton showed up, and the press would not tell us where they were. They disappeared off the face of the earth. It's like if you're running for president and you're the top two top individuals, you do not disappear. You're not off the radar. We know where you're at at all times. And what happened was they came out of that meeting, and all of a sudden Obama shows up as the top runner. So these guys said policy, so World War III is on the surface. Now, I'm not making any predictions or anything like that. I think 2012 will play a part. I don't know what part it's going to play. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the uh, be, uh, the world ending at that point. Um, the world would not end in one moment. The Bible calls it, it says the world without the end. The world, the world system will come to an end uh, for all those people who want heaven on earth now. I'm sorry to tell you, this whole world system will end. But there's another system coming, and that's Jesus Christ's system. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I, I'm looking at uh, a picture of Gaddafi on the uh, Drudge Report. He's sitting there with dark glasses on, and uh, to me, he looks like he's on some kind of drug. But yeah. he's saying, "You will be defeated." No. Why are they yeah. trying to take him out? What is that situation like? Well, actually, I believe he's going to be coming down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end. It. I'm gonna just say this right, right quick. He's coming down with um, Russia. If you notice that Russia. Now, Egypt is not there, Syria is not there, but Libya is. Uh, Iran is there. So uh, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, Libya is there. I don't think they're going to touch them. Yeah. What about you, uh, Brenda? What do you think about that situation there in Libya? Uh, The situation in Libya? Uh, Libya is... uh 
claims to be Islamic, but he is a dictator in Islam. I believe what is happening there is actually a way of ousting a leader that he does not believe in the caliphate. He he, he, uh, is a dictator in uh, uh, supporting himself and what he wants, and Islam is not that. Uh, those who are in power are supposed to follow Islam and uh, support the whole, and he does not. And I believe that the rebels are actually the uh, Islamic fundamentalists who are trying to get him out of power. Yeah. So do you think that uh, it'll happen? I think it will have to happen because he is one of the... um, uh, countries that is in Ezekiel 38 and 39, and all, if you look at all of those countries that are in, uh, in, in grouped together, they're all Islamic nations, I see. and they all come against Israel. Yeah. So uh, I want to ask all three of you, uh, and, and I'll start with Christine, what, what is your take on Ezekiel 38 and 39? I think it's something that we are seeing setting the stage up for right now. Um, I guess I will, I mean, I think we're all familiar, and, and maybe many people that are listening to this show and in the chat room are familiar, that this will be a group of nations, basically Islamic, um, led by Russia. That's the leader of the north, Gog of Magog comes up against Israel in the last days, and this is when God rises in his fury and protects Israel. Um, what I I think is is maybe a, a different take. I, I guess I'm taking this and looking ahead um, at the finishing product. If we have a group of Muslim nations coming against a Zionist or, you know, the Jews, and then God rises up in the favor of the Jews, what is this going to do to Islam? Imagine being a Muslim and, and you are you know, in this large movement going against Israel to eradicate Israel, to push that into the sea, which is, of course, what their main goal has been for umpteen amount of years. Ever since Israel became a nation, that has been their goal. And this is actual something that they are now, you know, have got their finger on. Now they actually have this goal in mind, and they actually are in the process of going to do it. And then God rises with all his, you know, um, acts of God. We have all the pestilences that you can imagine, um, earthquakes, the plagues, uh, you know, just God just uses everything in his arsenal and destroys 80% of this army. If you are a Muslim in this group and then you see the God of the Jews rising up, not the God of Allah, what does that do to your faith as a Muslim? I put it out there. I I see the possibility that we have the rise of Islam now, we have the fall of Islam later. Yeah. And what about you, Phil? What what is Uh, your take on Ezekiel 38 and 39? The uh, warnings and signals that it's given me, myself, uh, I I see that um, I look at the way the treatment in the Word of God, the way the um, establishment, the whole world treats Israel. um, I believe it can give Islam strength uh, coming out, uh, even though uh, the Antichrist signs a peace deal with Israel. 
uh, I believe that that can give Islam momentum because the Antichrist takes credit um, and gives credit to Allah for what has happened. Um, he shall honor the God of forces. Um, I, I believe that the uh, book of Ezekiel 38-39 is um, coming to fruition, and uh, it will be coming to a theater near you, um, to reality mm-hmm. near you. It is coming quickly down the pike. I can't tell you when. Um, I'm uh, uh, the Bible says, looking for that blessed hope and the glory of the of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am looking for it, and, uh, and, and it's sad to say uh, people will die in this, in this um, in these wars. Um, the Bible also says it should send fire upon the coastland. Uh, that means in those who dwell carelessly. Uh, Americans are, I like American Idol, but we sit around, we watch American Idol, we watch NFL football, and we and we, and a lot of us don't have any idea what's going on, um, and we dare dwell quick carelessly. We're too busy watching if uh, Sarah, Sarah Palin is going to win, or um, you know if if Obama's going to win the second term. Unfortunately, that makes me puke. But um, I, I I do believe that the Book of Ezekiel 38 and 39 is coming true. I don't believe that the United States is. Uh, I think we're going to be injured. Um, compl- um, off the off the scene, not completely off the scene. I think instead of being the United States, we will step down and be more like Canada, even probably less than Canada. Um, I believe that the um, uh, United States will actually um, sort of coexist with those in the North American um, Union. Um, unfortunately, I, I just don't see it. Now, I do believe that uh, uh, Syria will be next, um, and that will cause a ripple effect. Um, I, I do believe in the Psalms 83 war where um, a man, a brother that was on my show named Bill Silas, uh, believes that um, the book, uh, uh, excuse me, Psalms 83 was talking about a war, war prior to Ezekiel 38, 39. And the Bible says he should put hooks in the jaws of the Russian leader, which I believe the hooks are not is oil, could be oil I believe it's oil, could be um, yeah. um things that Israel own like precious minerals. But I also yeah. believe it is the hook, the main hook is Syria being neutralized in in Isaiah seventeen. Then I believe uh, and that and I believe Isaiah seventeen happens during Psalms eighty three. But if you notice at the end of chapter 17 of Isaiah, it says the nations rush in like a mighty wind. Now, uh, and it says before the evening time, there's trouble. Before the morning, he is not. Talking about the the army that uh, came to respond to uh, uh, Isaiah 17, Damascus being destroyed, he is not. That means that the the army was destroyed before the morning came up. So it, it could be all these wars can come at the same time, just one after the other. We don't know the time limit. Doesn't it's not clear on the time limit, well, on how how long these wars will last. But whatever year it happens, we, it's going to all happen at one shot. So the United States can be still powerful up to that moment, and 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 boom. And this is what the globalists want. The Bilderbergers want. This is what the Illuminati want. The people who run the world want. They want to shock you, just like the Iraq war, war shock and awe. They want to shock you into a new world order. 
So I believe that Islam will come out of that as victorious, and uh, that's why they're promoting it now. They uh, and it, the Antichrist will come up, and here's when Islam gets destroyed. It's in the middle of the tribulation period. Something goes wrong. The Antichrist says, "Hey, this this is working. Maybe I should just go ahead and and ask everybody to worship me." Hey, that's the and false prophet. Yeah, let's worship him. <laughs> And it changes. It's no longer Islam. He throw casts off the Catholic Church, casts off Islam, and now it's emperor worship. It goes beyond emperor worship. At least the emperor used to say, "Okay, you can worship those gods, but worship me." Yeah. He's gonna say, "I want to be worshipped. Nobody else." So yeah, I kind of. And then if you don't worship him, off with your head or whatever. Off with your head. Brenda, what is your take on uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39? My my take, in, in comparison of what everybody else is saying, I'll, I'll do a different uh, skew on it. I, I believe that Iran has more power in, in all this than a lot of them. I believe that the um, the Russian armies that will come down is is the southern part of Russia, which would be Tajikistan, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Tajikistan, uh, the southern parts of Afghanistan, uh, Uzbekistan, the old US, USSR uh, groups that once were part of the, the Russian Empire. Uh, I see them as part of the nations that will come down in lead the way as far as uh, attacking Israel. What do I think about whether or not um, it will destroy Islam or strengthen Islam? I'm not sure uh, one way or the other. I I am sure pretty much that it probably won't destroy Islam because uh, Iran actually has uh, Persia. I, I consider it the whole Persian Empire, which... A lot of what is said in Ezekiel 38 and 39 is the old revived uh, Persian Empire. Yeah. Uh, I believe I believe that um, that Iran right now, um, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad actually has a mission to uh, die for his faith, and his, his and he will. He thinks that if he goes against Israel and he dies and his nation is destroyed in the process, that that was the will of Allah. So I think that if this group of nations believes as Ahmadinejad believes, that they think that this is just part of the mission. I think, you know, things can change, but I think that uh, trying to get a peace treaty with Israel may be something that actually happens after that in a way of trying to um, establish uh, their empire rule uh, in the Antichrist I'm speaking of in kind of a different um, uh, way, meaning that, you know, how they're doing it with uh, Lebanon, well, how they did it with Lebanon back in the past and how they're doing it with the United States is Islam is actually using uh, a different different way of doing it to conquer our country. Uh, they're using democracy. They're using things that are attractive to us in order to uh, instill 
their way into um, our society, and then once they get into our society, they will demand Sharia in pockets like you see in Europe. And then once they, their goal is actually to overcome and destroy our country and Europe and make it an Islamic empire. That is exactly what the goal of Islam is, and I believe that they'll probably find a different way of doing it once uh, something like that happens, if that should be, you know, well, I know that Ezekiel 38, in the end, these nations that are coming against Israel will be destroyed by God himself, and the Antichrist is still alive then, and still, you know, or maybe going into power then, and he may find a different way of deceiving and conquering Israel than to go after them by armies. So, that's so what about it. the um, the false prophet? And uh, I'll start with Christine. What does the Bible say about the false prophet from the Book of Revelation? I this is of course my my view, my interpretation. Um, I feel the false prophet will be linked with Islam. And that it's got the two little horns, and he spoke like a um, like a dragon, but he had horns of a lamb. Well, we know that horns on a lamb are useless. A lamb doesn't you need horns. It, it's 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 timid. It's it's uh, meek. It's I don't know how else you, you know what a lamb is. I yeah. mean, it's it's just it just stands there. You know, it just it needs care. It's it's lost without its guidance but and it's got horns and i kind of like struggled with that but it's like you know it's it's the bible's way of describing what type of government the false prophet will have and this is where i see islam being more along the false prophet because the beheading is tied to the false prophet he is the one that forces everybody to worship the image who's in the of course the reflection of the beast or the image of the beast. So it's the false prophet that kind of is the sidekick to the Antichrist. And whenever the Antichrist is in his view, then he is able to perform miracles. But when he is outside of the view of the Antichrist, he can't do anything. So he makes himself a sidekick. So in other words, the two are a pair, but he's subordinate to the Antichrist. Now, if you consider here, again, these two horns of a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon, I kind of like to compare that to Islam being two horns, being the Shiites and the Sunnis, as being the two forms of Islam. These are two different separate beliefs in Islam, but those are the only, of course, there's probably many factions, but those are the two main beliefs. Similar to our government, we have... I. <laughs> It's almost like we have two horns in our government. If you consider the beast, the government of, or a beast being the government of the United States, the two horns would be the Republicans and the Democrats. And to me, they're useless. They're like horns yeah. in a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it kind of is that idea yeah. of this is going to be a two-factioned government with this <laughs> false prophet. And this is the idea, you know, and he comes up with the, um, you know, the, the mark as well. And uh, so that, I do see Islam tied in with the Antichrist, definitely. I, and, but I feel it as more of a false prophet type of scenario. But um, 
that's that's kind of my idea on it. That the two horns of the shoe, the uh, Sunnis and the Shias. And Phil, what uh, what do you see there with the false prophet of Revelation? Uh, well, the uh, Antichrist will be a political figure, and a religious leader will be the false prophet. I believe. Um, I believe that the two horns represent Catholic, the Catholic Church, and the Judaism. I believe that um, the false prophet, he's, he's the I believe he's going to be the next pope, and I believe that he's going to be Jewish, and I believe he's going to take the Catholic Church doctrine along with Judaism, mix those two together, and then you got the two horns. I also believe that he will be just like Pope John Paul and his predecessors, well, Pope John Paul, um, to want to commingle with the rest of the religions and form a new religion. So when they, when, when you see in the word in Revelation, the beast casting off the lady, uh, the harlot, uh, that is the they're trying to establish a a, a mongrel religion, meaning all religions, because that's what's going now. If you look at, you got people. Um, just uh, trying to uh, cohabitate with New Age movement and 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 and, and Protestant Church. Yeah, I mean these guys are uh, mixing all types of religion. That's why you have these these churches who love miracles. They love miracles. That's why they ain't gonna have no problem when the Antichrist, the false prophet, yeah. falls fire down from the air. They go, well, "Wow, this is great. Oh man, this is great. He must be really God." And if they call him, if 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 Paul Crouch is calling himself a god, how much more is he going to call the Antichrist a god? I mean, you know what I mean. So, so to answer the question, the false, the Antichrist will be a monarch. I believe he'll be a copycat Christ, King of Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and I and I think it will be a restored monarch from from the Assyrian Empire. And uh, I believe that the false prophet will be the Pope. And they'd be like Batman and Robin, just like Antichrist, and just like Adolf Hitler. We were talking about last night. We were talking yeah. about Adolf Hitler. Me and Susan yeah. were talking about Adolf Hitler. Uh, you notice every all the European leaders like Adolf Hitler or Mussolini would always have a pope, you know, right behind them, walking yeah. around, just like yeah. that. I mean, just that's, that's exactly where it's going to be. And so he's going to come from the Middle East instead. I don't not a hundred percent sure. I don't own the patent on Bible prophecy. I thought Juan Carlos was the Antichrist at one point. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't own the patent. I hate to sound so. I own the patent. I don't own the patent. I'm just, I'm just hyped. You know, I'm just like, whoa. You know, I'm just like red. You know, wow, this is cool. I see things happening, and I just yeah. kind of keep going like I know it, but I don't know everything. So I'm listening to everybody out there, and then I kind of like. Eat- <laughs> The meat and spit off the bones. Yeah, but like I say, I don't know myself. Tomorrow, well, it does be... seem like a merging of a politics and religion. But I'm going to read these two verses in Revelation, so uh, the listeners will know exactly where to go to look. But Revelation 16:13 says, "And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet." And Revelation 19.20, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, 
with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Now, Brenda, give me your take on that. Um, on what you just read or what we're talking about yeah, as far as yeah, what, the beast, on what, the what, we just, what I just read and then your your take on the false prophet of Revelation. Uh, well, um, I guess I will have to start with the false prophet because in um, the false prophet is said to be like Christine White said um, that uh, is a lamb with horns, and it doesn't make any sense. I believe that false prophet is a uh, Jesus, false Jesus. I believe that uh, that he will appear to be as Jesus. Now, I do believe that Islam has more power. I do not know their exact role other than I, I, I'm presently studying all of this. I can't say that I'm done studying it. But the more and more I look at Islam, the more and more I um, see that this is a dangerous, dangerous religion, and I think it is actually going to overcome the world. <clears throat> Did you know that um, Muslims, Islam, believes that Jesus will come with the 12th Imam or the Messiah, the Islamic Messiah? Jesus is predicted to come and do miracles. That is exactly what his role will be. Oh. Um, yes. That really ties bearing... into the false prophet performing miracles. Correct. The Muslim Jesus will come bearing the name that the world knows as the Lamb of God and uh, yet teach Islam. It kind of ties in with the Krishlam that we're hearing today. The Imam al-Mahdi, which is the Islamic Messiah, uh, will return with Jesus and establish the new world order. These are prophecies in the Quran and the Hadith. Um, it says about Jesus that Jesus will institute as Islam as the only acceptable religion. Uh, it says about the Muslim Jesus, he will execute beheading anyone who does not accept Islam, he will go after Christians and Jews, and in the end, Jesus, the Muslim Jesus, will bow to the, the Mahdi. Oh. To me, that sounds more like something Satan would do in the Antichrist, it, it, and uh, this is all prophecies that are predicted in the Quran. In wow. the, the Hadith. It is wow. in the traditions, yes. And Jesus is predicted to appear and do miracles, healing people. That is his job. Um, so I can understand the lamb with horns because he is called Jesus, but he is not Jesus. He is not the Jesus of the Bible, and he, you know, in the Islamic, the Islamic Jesus is not but he will appear to be so. Um, uh, he will su support the imam, and uh, and then the Muslim Jesus will have an order from God to root out and kill 
all of those, all, all the Jews, like I said. Um, the Muslim Jesus will attack and conquer Jerusalem in the name of Islam. These are all out of their books. So it is, to me, as I'm more and more studying, I never thought that Islam would be this kind of uh, thing. I've never studied eschatology in Islam until the last few years. Uh, I went, you know, when I studied Islam, we studied their beliefs and we studied how to, you know, do missions work with them and and he, we studied uh, all all the aspects of Islam except for eschatology. Okay, yeah. Because the eschatology today is big. Because just as we in the 80s, as the church, dived full head, full heartedly into the eschatology ourselves, so did Islam. Islam was doing the same thing. They have as many books written about the coming of the 12th Imam as we do as the coming of Jesus, you know, and, this, and, and Daniel and Revelation. They have their books, too, and it's all happening all at the same time. And so as we are coming closer, I think, you know, these two major religions that here in the States, Islam is trying to unite, well, and it's really not, you know, the, the states that are doing it. As on the website with the Islam, uh, uh they have a specific website. Let me see here. It is called Islam, Islamic Christian National Dialogue Committee. Most everyone on that committee is from Lebanon. Now, Lebanon is an example of what happened to Christianity in that country and to democracy in that country. Islam came in there and actually used the democracy of that country, took power, and then destroyed the country and made it an Islamic uh, country. Oh. And so the very leaders that are on this website are from Lebanon. You know, the goal of Islam is to use whatever means possible to change the hearts and minds of the people. And they'll do they'll go in they'll go in the backwards way if they have to. So that's my take on the lamb with the horns. Um as far as predicting who and what and all the details, um, I just am watching. I'm studying, I'm watching, I'm paying attention and I encourage everybody to do that. Yes. Really watch watch and pray. I uh it's interesting what you what you all are saying because Revelation 19 uh, 20 said that the false prophet will perform miracles and uh, we see so much of that emphasis and I believe Jesus is a miracle worker I mean there's no doubt about it but when people put more emphasis on someone performing miracles than whether or not their doctrine is straight and what they're preaching is true because we we see in the past few years, especially when we saw these uh, so-called revivals with Rodney Howard Brown, and then we had these, uh, Todd Bentley came on the scene, and uh, the doctrine was all messed up. But, oh, there was miracles. So it's a good way to uh, get people to fall into error. And we've seen so many people go that way. Uh, what is the, uh, and I'll ask Christine, in Revelation 16:13 it says and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs 
come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. What is that? Okay, well, look at uh, the idea here that John is able to have an increase in his sight. We cannot see demons and we cannot see angels, and I do believe they are around us. These are invisible spirits. They're actually probably above our intelligence in that fact. We know that. If John is able to see angels in the book of Revelation, and he describes them, um, we see a number of angels. Some are as bright as the sun. Some have, um, you know, um, they they have rainbows around them. So he's able to see angels and talk to them. So he has an increased vision or sight that has been given to him Um, when he is up in heaven with this vision of revelation. So, on the opposite end of that, he is also able to see demons. And these demons look like frogs to him, or have the appearance of a frog. We will not see these demons upon the earth. We don't have that gift to be able to do that. And these frogs then come out, or actually they are possessed by, they have the possession of those yeah. three entities. Yeah. So, And, of course, we know that these three entities are evil. And so they come out of their mouth and they go and deceive the nations, or they deceive the kings of the earth. And this, I believe, is the gathering of Armageddon. So there must be some sort of lie that is going to be told through the three people, the Antichrist and so on, to the kings of the nations Somehow that they can defeat God if they all gather together in the land of Arm, in the Valley of Armageddon or the Valley of Megiddo. So that's how they convince the leaders or the strong men that are left in the world at this point to come together and start marching. And this, here's your 200 million man army comes from the east, convincing these people through a lie, through deception of let's get together because we can fight God. Yeah. And uh, and the deception is caused by these three frogs, which are actually, of course, very, must must be a sort, in the demonic world there are levels. So these demonic beings must be of an increased intelligence and of a high level of demonic power. We see also the the showing of demonics in the, I think it's the fifth trumpet, where these locusts come out of the abyss. And John is seeing this as a, as a demon. These are demons that come out of the abyss that look like locusts. They have women's hair. They have teeth of a lion, and they have crowns yeah. of gold on their head. I mean, these are not Apache helicopters. I don't know how many references I have seen that these are Apache helicopters because the stingers are in their tails. And it's like, no, these are actual demons that John is able to describe to us, but we won't see them. They're going to torment the people who are unbelievers for five months, but they're not going to know where it's coming from. And I thought, how frustrating is that plague going to be for five months? Yeah. So again, something that John can see with an increase of sight, but we are not able to see as a normal human being. Yeah. Now, Phil, uh, what is your take on that? I agree, with Sister Chris. Um, I I, don't, I really don't have anything to say about that. Um, 
it, 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 she took the words right out of my mouth. Um, that that that's what I would have said. Yeah. Um, as far as the um, uh, the creature that's flying through the air, a lot of people um, I've heard a lot of uh, reasons for the creature with blonde hair and big teeth and running through the air with biting people and they can't die for five months. I believe just what it said. Exactly what it said. Um, also, the angel flying through the sky. I haven't heard one for that one yet. I would think they would probably call it like a big TV flying in the sky or something. You know, um, angel television. Or oh, yeah. yeah. But it's an angel. It's a true, it's a real angel flying through the air saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so a lot of people like to um, explain away uh, revelation by itself, not, not let alone what's in the revelation. They like to explain it away. I believe everything that's, that it says is going to happen, most of it um, is going to happen. Like the angel coming down, standing over a lake with his one foot in, one foot out, you know, big. Uh, I believe that actually happened. Some of the stuff might not happen where we can see it in the natural, but it's actually happening. So, yeah. you know, what he said, the angel roar like a, a lion. Uh, that probably happened. It may be happening in the spiritual, but it happened, you know. So a lot of people out there, read Revelations for yourself. It's a it's a um, reward uh, for those who right. um, read Revelations and keep the word that is in Revelations. So. Yes, and uh, Christine has a book. Uh, she wrote, um, Explain This, a verse-by-verse study of the book, of Revelation, and uh, now that is a wonderful book. That, that If anybody wants to understand the book of Revelation, I would recommend that book to you. And at the end of the program, we'll uh, Christine will give you her website and how to uh, get her book. Everybody will uh, get a chance to uh, tell us about your radio programs and your where they can contact you. But I also wanted to ask Brenda what... Uh, what you thought about these frogs that came out of the mouth of these three people? Well, when you do when you do a, um, a a reference check on this particular scripture, it goes back to the frogs in Egypt, and uh, the frogs in Egypt were the small Nile frog called the Despoda or the in Egyptian, and they were. Uh, symbolizing the croaking of politicians as a political Babylon or the political uh, politics of Egypt, that God was going, the, <clears throat> the frogs, you know, will come out of the mouth of Satan, the beast, and the false prophet of uh, claiming dominance and uh, political superiority. And if you look back in the, the ancient uh, Tower of Babel, where Nimrod established uh, a rulership in the very beginning, he uh, boasted and said, quit rebelling against, you know, feeling like you're going to rebel against God. Uh, But if you rebel, you're going to rebel against me, myself. And so what he was saying was he was trying to get Others, instead of caring about rebelling against the God of creation, to rebel against the God or the, the self or the power of man and to defeat God. 
So I think it has something to do with that, where it's a more political, more um, the words of uh, rebellion against God. Yeah, it seems that uh, we can see uh, with what we're talking about now, the merging, where people are trying to merge the political with the church. And, uh, I mean, I personally believe the church should be separate from the state because it's too, God has his own government, and uh, the the kingdoms of this world are not the kingdoms of our God. I'm not saying that we shouldn't participate, but, of course, uh, we can't compare earthly governments to the government of the Lord Jesus Christ because his government is righteous and uh, the governments of the world are not. But um, I wanted to uh, ask all of my guests, and uh, I'll start with Phil. To uh, what is your mission, Phil, with your uh, Prophecy Zone network? Uh, what do you see that the Lord has for you for the future? And uh, your mission—I will call you a missionary. Your missionary work to uh, help people come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh. That's a good question. Uh, we all need vision. Um, everybody needs vision. God has had me uh, sit out a while um, to see the relationship with Jesus first before ministry comes. Um, he's had me sit back, uh, not not dingle back, and you know, and, and what the Bible says, anyone looks back at the plow, you know, when he's plowing not worthy of the kingdom of God, but he wanted me to understand the relationship. The power of God comes first, and then you go forth proclaiming the gospel, because we can get caught up in ministry and studying and stuff like that, but it's nothing without Jesus. Um, When we get to heaven, we're going to find out that the power of the Spirit is what he was talking about um, when he says that there are different types of foundations gold, silver, hay, stubble. Um, and the relationship that we have with Jesus, the power that he gives us, the righteousness that he gives us, is what we were supposed to walk in, not our own power. Um, so vision is what God wanted me to see. Um, he wanted me to go forth and proclaim the gospel and not care but care. It's like I'm contradicting myself, not care what people say. Um, but remember what we're here for, uh, not to leave out love. Um, it says that the people, uh, what, what good is it that you do things out of, you know, out of spite or out of, you know, revenge or out of, um, you just want to be popular? Um, I would prefer to um, read the Word of God and find out what God wants. So to answer your question, the the ministry um, is set to expand. We're going to expand, but we're going to expand one person at a time. Uh, we're going to, you know, talk to one person at a time and open, get them to open up their eyes that we're living in a time where Jesus spoke about and the prophecies spoke, spoken about um, are coming to fruition. Uh, Jesus Christ himself is the spirit of prophecy. And prophecy yeah. is where, uh, when you see these things happening, and when you see the word of God come true, you um, 
you be you, you your faith is, is strengthened and your faith is much bigger and you're able to go forth. See now you can uh, and and if prophecy wasn't there you would you would also have faith that that what Jesus Christ done on the cross. Um, so um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start pounding away, um, not getting entangled with the warfare of this world and not getting sidetracked. Keep the vision clear and move forward. Yes, and uh, Christine, how uh, how do you see your uh, missionary work going forth in the uh, the days ahead? Well, I see a gift that God has given me of explaining and, and understanding revelation in a way that it's simple and it makes common sense. Yeah. And and the book that I wrote was exactly that. Let me explain revelation to others where they can then understand it and then in the light of the rest of God's word because Genesis does help explain revelation, taking the rest of the Bible to help with the interpretation and the understanding of this complex book of revelation. That is my mission, to warn people of a storm that is coming to let people understand what is God trying to tell us in his book of Revelation of what we need to watch for. And that is my mission. Yes. And Brenda, how how is your missionary work going to uh, proceed here in these end times? I don't know if we lost Brenda. Brenda? I'm right here. I, I'm okay. here. I was just on mute, so I muted myself. I said, uh, "Yeah, okay." Well, I don't want to go overseas. That's what I want to do. But yeah. uh, the Lord for now, yeah, the Lord for now is have has me here, and I guess um, uh, I guess my voice can go overseas. I have a gift in apologetics and yes, uh, events evangelism and uh, missions and discipleship discernment. These are uh, something I've had from my youth. So um, I am obeying the Lord and using my gifts uh, in whatever way that he desires me to use them. For now, it's it's in this way over uh, blog talk radio and, and in the show as the day approaches. My focus is more on... Uh, cultural um, religions and um, how that all fits in scripture, why religions, uh, how they impact uh, prophecy, how what's happening in the world today in regards to um, uh, the times in which we live and how the past has affected our future or our present and will affect our future. I love going back in and studying that which has happened so that I can uh, give a light to uh, what is happening now in regards to the scripture. Um, And so I find it exciting for me to be able to go back and study all these things. And uh, I have people quite often asking me if I'm in college, and I say, well, my own personal college. Yeah, right. So Continually my, learning. Yeah. And um but you know, I I have the gift 
another gift to go along with this, and that is the gift of compassion. So I do a lot of compassion-related outreaches. Um, yeah, you do, yeah. Here's a girl so, that goes into Jehovah Witness uh, congregation. She actually goes. Yeah. I never heard of that. I never heard anybody yeah, say that they actually goes to the kingdom hall and befriends Jehovah Witnesses. So, yes. Yeah. This is a bold witness. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I love, I love, I love doing that. And uh, if I could go in a mosque and hide, you know, yeah, I'll do that too. Um, I know you I don't would. Know. Now, where would you <laughs> like to go? You said you'd like to go overseas, but where, where would you like to go? I went to France in 1986, and um, I always wanted to go back there. I have. Uh, prepared to go back there, but God has not let me go back there. I got yeah. stuck in Florida for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I say stuck. I got stuck there because we were only going to be there for a year. But oh. then the first, yeah, I was there for ten years, and uh, wow. the Lord called us out of it, my husband and I, and sent us to Missouri to plant a church. And then I laughed at I laughed. I constantly laughed because there's a church on every street corner. So oh, yeah. I don't get, yeah. So I'd love to go to a place where I can, I, I don't, I don't really want to go to a place like a jungle because I really like hard hitting problems. So I can go talk to the occult. I'd rather go to the red line district in um, Holland than I would go to a jungle in Africa, even though I've yeah. been invited to Africa. <laughs> so, I've been invited by... Well, everybody's by got their calling and place to yeah. go, but, you know, France, yes, they definitely need some help over there because we've seen such a... people leaving churches and uh, churches being turned into bars and hotels and private homes and... Uh, I mean, there's still a church. There still is a movement. I I spent many, many years traveling throughout Europe, and uh, this was in the 90s. So, uh, but I did see that there there is a wonderful group of Christians in Europe, and uh, you know, God is increasing the church daily. But uh, well, I went in '86, and you know, in 1986. I went to one a few cities there in the Paris area, and you know back then Islam was already establishing itself in France. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the city of Orléans, which is uh, the city that Joan of Arc was burned at stake, she uh, that city had a lot of Arab Muslims. It was mostly Arab Muslims, uh, but I met Moroccan Muslims, North African Muslims. And uh, so the influx of Muslims back in the 80s was really strong. So I can't imagine what it is now because I haven't been back. So Yeah, well, Probably. they say that uh, they do have some um, pockets of Sharia law in uh, right. France mm-hmm. and also in England. And then even someone here, a judge here recently uh, referred to Sharia law in this country. So we uh, also we... we in years gone by, we didn't see so many Muslims in our country, but now you see them everywhere, and right. uh, they have really been uh, migrating here. And there's a reason why they would want to come here. And uh, of course, we see, uh, like we're saying, that so they want to build a mosque 
near the World Trade Center, and I think we talked about that, and uh, maybe we can mention that again. What is the reason why they would want to build a mosque near the World Trade Center? It's called Dawah Islam. Dawah Islam is Islamic evangelism. They have a whole manual, like we would have a manual for Christian activities and outreach. They have it for Islam for this country. Now, is that available for someone that would want to read that? It's all, I got I got the whole manual off the internet. It's okay. uh, yeah, I don't have it in front of me though. Now, how do you spell that if someone wants to go? Because I certainly want to go and look at it. Dawa is D. It's spelled different ways. D a w a h or D a w a no h. As Dawa is their 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 evangelism and the the sheikh or the imam. I don't know what he calls himself from 9/11 of the ground zero. Uh, calls back to his country and he cries out. Dawa from Ground Zero. Oh, so doing evangelism from ground, Islamic evangelism, which their evangelism ends up to be trying to convert the host country as a country. Wow. They don't, they don't separate polit- politics and religion. They're one yeah. and the same. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah, because uh, he had done an interview on CNN when they were. You don't hear too much about it now, but I don't even know what the status is if they're planning to go ahead with that mosque. But he was saying that, oh no, it has nothing to do with Ground Zero, uh, which just so happens that we, we own that property or we like that property. But <laughs> no, it has everything to do with it. It's called conquer. <laughs> it's called win. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, he denied it, but, you know, he denied it. But, uh, um, Christine, uh, tell uh, our listeners where they can get your book. Okay. Well, I've got one new adventure that popped up this past week. My book is now available on Kindle. So if you have a Kindle through Amazon.com, you can go ahead and download my book there for nine ninety nine. if you have that electronic device. Um, I believe you just go to Amazon Kindle, and um, if you can put in my author name, it's Wyke, W-E-I-C-K. Of course, just use the tag words, and you'll probably get brought up. My book is orange in in color, so you can't miss it. It's got a bright orange cover where it says, Explain This. And so you've put those tag words in there, like Revelation, Explain, or my last name, Wyke. You'll find me on the Kindle. Otherwise, the easiest way to get a hold of me and uh, is my email, which is explain this at att dot net. My website is also the same word explain this dot us, and you can purchase my book there as PayPal. And um, I believe it's fourteen ninety nine on the website, and then the shipping is free. If you email me, the book is nine ninety nine, and then I will pay for um, uh, the shipping is added to that, and it varies where you live. I mean, if you live in um, over on the California on the West Coast or something, the shipping is a little higher for me because I am in Michigan. So I yeah. usually say that fifteen dollars covers everything: the shipping, the confirmation of delivery, and so on. And of right. course, and I've that... got a toll-free number too. It's one triple eight. Okay, give us that. Yeah, it's one triple eight six five three nine seven five two. 
just leave me a message and I'll call you back. I'm very good at returning phone calls for any questions or comments. Um, and uh, But those are basic, at the, the website, the email, and the toll-free number. Right, and I, I would recommend this book highly because it is a verse-by-verse verse explanation of the book of Revelation. Yeah, I went. I cover every single topic. When you do it verse by verse, you don't get to skip something. <laughs> yeah, I'll say no. And that's, it's amazing that's, how how the uh, way. A lot of work. That's a lot of work. It was, but you know what? It was it was quite an adventure in writing the book and gaining the knowledge for it. Yes. But it's awesome when you got a nugget in another part of the Bible that helps to explain revelation in that simple way where it actually makes common sense yeah <laughs> that was what the that's what made me understand that i had a gift here and i needed to tell others about it and the book is the the best way that i can do it and of course phil offered me this this uh Radio show a few months right. back. Tell us long about how we can listen now, to you so. also on the radio. So said, my hat's off to Phil here because he he opened up this venue for me, and uh, man, I, I I I thank him every time I pop on, and I do it uh, Wednesday nights. Um, it's ten o'clock p.m. I um, I do one. I try to do one every week, but during the summer sometimes I'm on vacation, so but I do try to do it every Wednesday night. And that's the Prophecy Zone Radio Network uh, yep. for all the listeners on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, you can hear all of us there. You can hear Phil Armstrong and Brenda Johnson and Christine Wyke. Did I yep. say it right? Perfect, yep. Yes, and in fact, last... next week, Wednesday, I will be talking about those uh, locusts that come out of the abyss and oh, how wow. this torment could be happening and, and what I feel that God's word reveals and there's an uh, there's something that I found in Ephesians which is remarkable as it compares to this exact verse here in Revelation and again that was something that God provided for me as an insight and it just made that passage in a way that I explain it a simple way to to uh, comprehend what God's trying to say yeah i um, i know that uh, God is raising up uh people and uh, maybe these are not people like myself that you might never have heard of us, and that doesn't matter because it's not our names aren't important. It's just the, the mission that God has called us to uh, for the end time church. And for me, it's it's wonderful to know you all because I know that you all have the same heart as I do to uh, get the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, our wonderful Savior, and to uh, share that with a lost and dying world that everyone out there can know the joy and peace that comes with knowing Jesus Christ. And we do not have to fear the things that are coming on the earth, the things that have already happened and will continue to happen. Um, because we know that we have someone who loves us unconditionally and um, there is hope for everyone that's listening out there. And uh, so, Phil, tell us um, about your program also on the Prophecy Zone and uh, where they can listen to you and see you if you have your YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, 
PZRN, um, PropertyZoneRadioNews.org, excuse me, .org. Um, check us out. At, that's the website. Um, once again, www.pzrn.org. Um, check that out. It's a new website. Um, also, um, check me out on Facebook. We got a Facebook group called um, The Prophecy Zone. Yeah, The Prophecy Zone. Um, check us out there. And also, um, YouTube, um, under that same title. Um, and check us out also there. And also, I like to say thank you to you guys for um, you yells, um for uh, being host um, on the network. Uh, we're gonna start growing. Um, like I said before, we have to do some reaching deeply inside to make sure um, I'm doing God's will. But um, uh, fortunately, I am. You know, um, I have peace of heart knowing that God has uh, this network is gonna grow. Uh, one person at a time. So thank That's you. Right. Um, thank you all very much. God bless. And uh, I would like to uh, have Brenda pray for uh, our listeners, um, invite them to come to know Jesus, and uh, we'll close with that prayer. I want to thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to uh, bring truth to uh, an audience larger than ourselves and our own context of our daily lives. And I ask you, Lord, for those who are listening, that you will uh, reach deep in their hearts and help them to understand and know you, the truth, and and that when they uh, seek you, that they will find you, because you said that if we seek you with all of our hearts, we shall find you. And so, Lord, I ask you to to fill the hearts of anyone listening, and if they don't know how to get to know you, I want to tell them that... uh, all they have to do is is acknowledge that Jesus is the truth, that the Jesus of the scriptures of the Bible is the one whom they should follow, and that coming to him and only coming to him will give life and truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I and to ask and to come to you and ask you to uh, give them understanding of who you are to commit their whole person to them. And so, Lord, I pray for those people who are who are wanting to know what life could be with you, that, that you will draw them because you said that in your word that you uh, we do not come to you unless you draw us. And so I ask you to draw all the people who, people who are listening to us today and those who are uh, antagonistic about you that might be listening today, that you, Lord, will work in their hearts. The things that have been said will not escape from their hearts, Lord. And I thank you for your life and your joy and your presence in each one of us and in in uh, those who walk in the spirit of the living God shall uh, stand firmly in this time and in, in this day and that we will have impact and and uh, uh, the power of your word to uh, share the gospel in the times in which we face. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, amen, amen. Amen. I want to thank you all. Wonderful program. Very, very interesting. And uh, I know that it's going to bless many, many people. And so I hope that we'll do it again 
soon. And I want to thank you all. I appreciate you all so much for your work in the gospel. And uh, it really is a pleasure to know you all. And thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was such a blessing. Thank you for taking your time out today. And uh, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in. And uh, we want you to know that God loves you. No matter what you've done or where you've been, you can receive forgiveness for your sins. And we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every Every one of us today, we have been in the place that you're at now where we didn't know God and his son, and we did not have peace and joy. But we have that blessed assurance and uh, to know Jesus Christ, to know he is God, that he, he came to the earth, he walked on the earth. God himself came to earth and died on a cross because he loved you. And uh, we ask for you to... Uh, Get down on your knees and ask God to forgive you of your sins and ask Jesus. It, it was a simple prayer I prayed 31 years ago when I got down on my knees and, and I asked Jesus to come into my life and I said, Jesus, if you are real and who you say you are, then, then show yourself real to me. And from that night forward, my life was never the same. That, that is our hope and our prayer for you is that you'll come to know Jesus Christ our blessed Lord and Savior. Bye, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city, it lies four square The gates are made of jasper and I'll see Jesus there I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there Someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there.